Happy Wednesday night, church. I always say, if you're here on a Wednesday night, you really want God. So do we have anybody in here that really wants God tonight? All right. Let's get fearless for him tonight. Sing of your faith, tell of your goodness, great is the Lord, mighty to save us, covered by grace, destined for greatness, marked by his love, you can't separate us, and your kingdom can stand against us, we are fearless, our God is with us, His praise, our passion is worship. We overcome. It's God who defends us. We shout out your name. This is our freedom. God is our freedom. And your kingdom can stand against us. We are fearless. Our God is with us. Victory is a shout. Shout, who release a sound as our God drives out every enemy. One more praise will be all it takes for our faith to break through the victory. One more shout will release a sound as our God drives out every enemy. One more praise will be all it takes for our faith to break. Every end of the 
Jesus. We shout your name, Jesus. We shout your name, Jesus. We shout your name, Jesus. Come on, shout his name. We shout your name, Jesus. Shout your name.
disruption in communication services and it would be a sign of a swift change that God is bringing to this nation in America come on let's sing it again Jesus Your name 
so beautiful we worship you in this place tonight you're so awesome 
Hallelujah. We magnify your name. We bask in your love and in your presence tonight, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. Your word tells us that you delight in showing or extending mercy to your children. I'm so thankful for that. You delight in it, Lord. You're omnipotent, you're all-powerful, and you could be, you have, every, you have every right to be angry with us, but you're not, because you delight in showing mercy to your children. And we worship you for that tonight. We're so thankful. We're so thankful. We have grateful hearts. We're thankful to you, Lord Jesus. Thank you that you came to the cross. You gave yourself for us. Oh, we worship you in this place tonight. Lord, you are so awesome. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I was thinking about that scripture. He delights in extending mercy to us. It's out of Micah chapter 7. You know what? That includes healing too. And here's, here's what I feel impressed. If you've got a foot pain tonight, you have pain in your feet, I want you to come up here. God wants to touch you tonight. Come up here quickly if you have pain in your feet. You know, feet are very important in our body. We depend on our feet, don't we? They're such an important thing. Hallelujah. Pastor Doji, I just feel you are anointed tonight to pray for these feet. These beautiful feet. God wants every part of our body restored and healthy from the soles of our feet all the way to the tip of our head. And I know the Lord's going to touch these tonight with a miracle. And if you're watching online tonight and you have an issue with your feet, I'm going to ask you to do something. Just extend your hand to your own feet, touch your feet, and as Pastor Doji is praying tonight for these. We're going to believe for your restoration also and that God touches your feet right there where you're at. He's no respecter of persons. And if you believe in the healing power of Jesus, he's right there to meet you. So, Father, we extend our faith to those watching tonight that have a foot pain. And we say, pain, go in Jesus' name. We command the healing power of God into everyone that will receive it right now wherever they may be. And I thank you, Lord, for testimonies coming in from all around the world of people that having their feet touched and healed. You want us to be mobile. You want us to have no pain as we move about. And so I thank you, Lord, for your power just touching and flowing into these now in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We magnify your name. Hallelujah. I've got one more thing on my heart tonight. If you, I'm not quite sure how I want to express this. It has, Lord, help me with this. It just, it came as a picture to me. If you are 
I'm going to say either in business, but not necessarily own your own business, but you're in a position where you are involved in marketing or sales and um, you need wisdom to accomplish what God would have you to accomplish to it, to bring that business. And like I said, maybe it's not that you're necessarily self-employed. It could be that you're working maybe on commission for someone else. Maybe you just have a sales job, but you need to get that to a higher level. I have something that I want to share with you tonight. So if that's you and you want to bring your business to a, another level, you want blessing on your business, your marketing skills, come up here now. I want to pray for you. Just come up here quickly. And this would apply also to those of you that are watching online. You just receive this now in Jesus' name. This scripture just came to me here. I'm going to see if I can find what it is. Oh, yes. Okay. There's a scripture out of the book of Job, chapter 11. Job, chapter 11, verse 6. And it says that he would show you the secrets of wisdom. For sound wisdom has two sides. And I don't know if you've ever thought about that, but sound wisdom from God actually has two sides to it. There's a natural wisdom. There's a natural skill level. There's a natural ability that he puts in to men and women to do what they're called to do. But here's the good news. If you're serving God and you're making him the Lord of your life and you're believing that he wants to prosper you, there's a supernatural wisdom. There's a supernatural ability. There's a supernatural level of skill that he can impart to you that brings you to a higher level will put you above the common person in the world that is trying to do it on their own, so to speak, 100%. You have an edge. You have an advantage that others don't have. So I want you to claim that tonight. Let me read that scripture again to you here because it's one that I want you to hear. This is out of the New King James. It says, he would show you that he would show you the secrets of wisdom for they would double your prudence. How many of you want double prudence? That means, that means a double advantage that you have above and beyond what the world has. And you can claim that because God wants blessing for each one of us. And no matter where you find yourself in your work, in your ability to prosper, you know, God uses natural means to prosper us. Most of the time, He can do this, but most of the time He doesn't drop gold nuggets into your lap from heaven. He could do that. And I believe He could do that if He wanted to. He can bring, he can bring manna to the, to the Israelites, couldn't He, when they needed to be fed. So he can provide supernaturally. But most of the time, he brings it through our efforts that he blesses. He works through mankind. So we work, we do something, he puts his hand of blessing on it, and then it prospers. It normally doesn't just float in. 
Like I said, I don't want to diminish what God could do because he certainly can do that. If he needs to provide, he can do that wherever you're at, whatever the need, and we can believe for that. But most of the time, he works through men in natural means. And as you increase your skill level, you increase your abilities, he gives you that extra blessing and that double blessing. And I believe that tonight you're going to receive that double prudence. If you're walking, watching online, you're going to receive that also so that you can be successful because in 2023, God wants you to be above and beyond, to be successful above all measure and receive everything that he has for you. And this is the time of the year to start right now. It's January. It's the beginning of the year. And let's believe for blessing. And I just want to lay my hands on you quickly and pray for you tonight and to receive that in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. God is so good. And if you're watching online tonight and you need wisdom, you need prudence from above, you just receive that right where you're at. And by words of faith, going out into the airwaves, we command wisdom, prudence, discretion, discernment, and all those gifts that God would give you to go above and beyond in 2023 what you even thought was possible. And we declare that over your lives now in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. God is so good. Thank you, Lord. We worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, let's do this. I'm going to have you just uh, stand up and greet someone tonight and say, it's good to be in the house of the Lord on a Wednesday night. Hallelujah. 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 How many of you know what time it is?
okay. That was like a offering time. So, all right, I don't know whether to tell you the news now or to give you, preach you a little bit of faith just so you get a little bit more excited about offering, right? I want you guys to pull up Luke 6.38. And as you are getting ready to give, again, I want to say something that hopefully will never, ever, ever make you feel like, oh, man, it's offering time. (laughs) That's going to make you feel like, whoa, it's offering time. Do you guys want to do over? Okay. How many of you know what time it is? Luke 6.38, it says, give, and it shall be given unto you. So when you realize, you know, sometimes we get so tight with our money or we get, you know, so, so like, oh my goodness, I don't know how to make ends meet, that when it comes time to give in the offering, we're thinking, well, God, I don't know, I won't do that because, you know, I only have so much to get me through to the end. But what we don't realize is that when we give, we're giving God the opportunity to work on our behalf. Because the Bible says, give and it shall be, not it might be. It says it shall be given unto you, but it doesn't stop there. It says good measure. Press down. You're going to help me preach, Shirley. And shaken together and running over shall men give into your bosom. But here's the caveat. It says with the same measure that you, in other words, the same measure that you give with all, it's going to be measured to you again. So if you give and you're like, oh, it's offering time. I gave my last 10 bucks, God. I don't know what I'm going to do. Or if you say, you know what? This, God, this is my last 10 bucks. So let's see what the Waymaker can do when I put this seed into the ground. See, when you give in faith, you know what? God can do something when you say yes. God can take your disqualification and make you qualified. God can take uh, what, what you don't know how to do and give you the wisdom on how to do it. Pastor Doug just prayed for those of you that have marketing, uh, that, that want marketing for your, your business. I encourage some of you start sowing seed towards it. Say, God, I don't know how to grow it, but you're the grower. You're the grower, so you, you cause it to grow. So when I put this seed into the ground, I'm expecting a harvest, not because, not because that's my whole motive for giving, but I know that when I give into the kingdom of God, you're going to do something with that seed. It's going to grow, and it's going to bear fruit, and it's going to bear fruit in my life. Amen? All right, now before you give, Don't get too excited yet, ushers. I got to tell you what happened on Tuesday. On Tuesday, at 11 o'clock a.m. in the morning, the paperwork was signed, and now the pizza machine building is owned by Lord of Host Church. Come on, somebody shout. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Come on, somebody! 
offering tonight. Amen. All right, ushers, you can be in the aisle to receive the offering. But let me encourage you, listen, for those of you that sowed into this, as the Lord of hosts is taking ground, you're taking ground in the spirit with us. Do you know what happens when we sow into the kingdom of God? When we sow into, into the vision of God? We sow into the, into the house of God so that the kingdom of God can advance in the earth. The gospel of the kingdom can advance in the earth. God advances you because you said yes. Because you said yes. Amen? Amen. All right, how many of you guys feel a little different about giving offerings tonight now? Because God can take your, your $10 or your $1 or however much it is and you give it in faith and he can do big things with it. All he needed you to do is say, hey, God, go ahead. Amen. All right. Well, I'm going to turn it over to Pastor Doug because we want to get to praying tonight. How many of you are having an awesome fast so far? How many of you are already seeing some chains break off, some, eye, some things open up? Amen. All right, well, ushers, you can serve the people. I thought, you know, I didn't tell them to take up. I got so excited about telling you about the thing. I forgot to tell them to to take it up. But you know what? They know what to do. So it's a good thing. All right, Pastor Doug, I'm going to turn it over to you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. God is good. Thank you for coming out tonight. This is a good crowd for our Wednesday night on a chilly, cold Wednesday night in Omaha, Nebraska. But the cold doesn't bother us, does it? No. We have warm hearts. We're in good shape around here. Praise God. And we want to thank those that are tuned in online and joining us tonight. I know we have a lot of people that do that on Wednesday nights. Um, and uh, the good news is whether you are here in this room tonight with us or whether you're joining us online at home in your pajamas or sitting there by the fire or eating popcorn or whatever you do in your home, the good news is you can agree in faith with us. And you can see signs, wonders, and miracles in your life. So it doesn't matter. There's no distance in the spirit. And uh, tonight we're going to look a little bit, just a short time at God's Word concerning corporate prayer, and then um, we'll actually take some wonderful time at the end to pray together, and that's the good news. You that are at home or wherever you're at in a hotel room or driving or whatever, you can join with us in prayer. The prayer of agreement is powerful, and uh, so that's the good news. Um, so I ask you to stay tuned in if you're watching. Don't just uh, turn it off after we're done teaching tonight, but stay with us, hang with us, and pray with us because we're believing for miracles not only right here in Omaha, Nebraska, but for you around the world. And uh, we're standing together as a team. Amen? Amen. So at Lord of Hosts, we're just beginning really our time of fasting and prayer that we do in January. That started Sunday on January 8th and goes through the 30th of January. So um, it's a good time to plug in. Um, get a plan to start fasting for the next few weeks and concentrated prayer and those two things will couple up and be powerful in your life. And uh, also, if you're watching online now, just mention this to you, you can go to hankandbrenda.org, hankandbrenda.org, 
and then click on the 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting banner. And when you do that, it'll take you to another section that you can click on the Prayer and Fasting Month details. And that is the same sheet that our people here have available to them, and it covers many of the things that we're praying about for 2023. The nation, our church, our families, our communities, and our outreach to the world. So that just gives you prayer points or specific things that you can pray about. But the good news is you can do it right there from your home, wherever you're watching from, hankandbrenda.org. Click on the banner, 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting, and then you'll find the Prayer and Fasting Month details available that you can just read right off your computer or you can download it and print it, uh, whatever you want to do. And if you're here and you don't have that yet, you can go down to the Information Center as you go out to your right and pick up a copy of that so you can take it home and have that to agree with this month. I want to look at the book of Acts for just a minute tonight, and we're going to see that in the book of Acts, the early church made prayer a priority. The prayers of these early apostles and disciples shook the earth and the heavens and broke open some mighty things for missionary work to begin. Uh, Acts 2, verses 1 and 2, you're very familiar with, describing the day of Pentecost. It says, On the day of Pentecost, all believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like a roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house they were sitting, where they were sitting. So on the day of Pentecost, the power of the Holy Spirit shook the believers that were meeting together. The apostles had been told in Acts chapter 1, verse 4, that they needed to wait for this gift that the Father had promised them, and that was the Holy Spirit. And now in Acts 2, verse 1 and 2 that we just read, the Holy Spirit came. That was the day of Pentecost. Acts 1.14 says, They all met together and were constantly united in prayer, along with Mary, the mother of Jesus, several other women, and the brothers of Jesus. Why is that important to know? Well, we see here that the twelve apostles, plus the Mar Mary, the mother of Jesus, plus several other women, plus the brothers of Jesus were all gathered together. It was probably a pretty good group of people. And what were they doing according to that scripture? They were waiting, but they were constantly united in prayer. Constantly united. It means they were being joined together in prayer. So on the day of Pentecost, these folks are together praying just like they've been doing every day for the past 50 days. And what does it mean to be constantly praying? The word constantly is not used very often in the New Testament. However, in Romans 12, 12, the word tells us to be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. And that same Greek word that we looked at constantly, if you look at it in the Greek, is now translated faithful in Acts, um, I'm sorry, in Romans 12, 12. So constantly is also translated faithful. Now Colossians 4.2 tells us, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. This time the word constantly is translated devote. So we can see here continual prayer, faithful prayer, and devoted prayer. All three are important. Those passages, and there's eight others in the New Testament that are similar, all talking about being constantly in prayer. And that prayer 
is at the top of the list of activities of those disciples. It, in other words, they made it important in their lives. They didn't just put it down to the bottom and say, well, if we have time, we'll gather for a prayer meeting. They made it something that was at the top of their activity list. It was important to them to do it, and they saw transformation happen when they did. So continual prayer. Say that with me. Continual prayer. Faithful prayer. And devoted prayer. And that's important in our lives. And there were joined together constantly in prayer. They found that times of meeting frequently, uh, probably most every day when they prayed together, God was right there in the midst and he did mighty miracles. And they weren't just meeting together in the same room physically, but they were joining their hearts together in one accord and in unity. And that's why I'm excited tonight just to think about the fact that we have people around the world sharing in this time with us because they're agreeing in one accord with this body right here in Omaha, Nebraska and uh, believing for some of the same things that we're believing for and that unity, that connection uh, will make a difference and it's a mighty powerful force. You can pray in agreement with us and see miracles take place in your sphere of influence wherever you're watching from. You don't have to be physically or in Omaha, Nebraska to join with us in faith and prayer. These believers in the book of Acts were united in a desire to see Christ exalted. You know, when we lift him up, he says he'll draw all men unto him. They were united in their desire to receive the Holy Spirit. That was the promised gift from the Father. They were united because they wanted to receive increased power and anointing for their lives to be greater witnesses for Christ. And they came together and poured out their hearts to God, asking him to fulfill his promises in their lives. They were interceding for one another and around the world and simply enjoying God. And that's what corporate prayer is all about. And the results are staggering. As a result of this constancy in prayer, the faithful and the devoted prayer, we're told that four amazing things happened. Number one, the Holy Spirit came as the sound of wind, then as the flames of fire. Number two, the gospel message was preached to unbelievers as Peter stood up and addressed the crowd. People were saved. In fact, Acts 2.41 says there were about 3,000 people added to their number. That's a, lot of, that's a lot of souls. And number four, the church was birthed and devoted itself to four things according to Acts 2.42. Most of you hear this, Acts 2.42, familiar scripture. Those of you that, how many of you are involved in, in the 2.42 home groups that we have here? And those four things are teaching or instruction, fellowship, breaking of bread, and prayer. And our 242 home groups are modeled after that scripture. But there's so many examples of power of corporate prayer in the New Testament. But let me give you one tonight. You'll remember in Acts chapter 12, we see the story of the time that Peter was arrested, put into jail, and then he was miraculously released from prison. And what do we find the church doing during that time that Peter was incarcerated? They were praying together. But you guys are sharp. <laughs> Acts 12, 5 says, But while Peter was in prison, the church prayed very earnestly for him. They were earnestly praying to God for Peter that he would be released and freed from, from that jail. So what is earnest prayer? 
When we look at earnest prayer in the Word, it's often connected with prayer that's during a time when people are in a situation where they really need miracle intervention from God. The earnest drive to pray and seek God for an answer also brings unity to the church as they're joined together in difficult situations. In this case, God answered their prayers by releasing Peter from prison in a very extraordinary way. And I want to read this to you because it's a, it's a great account from Scripture. It's kind of a long portion of Scripture, but I'm going to read it to you tonight. Acts 12, verses 6 through 14, says, The night before Peter was to be placed on trial, he was asleep, fastened with two chains between two soldiers. Others stood guard at the prison gate. Suddenly there was a bright light in the cell, and the angel of the Lord stood before Peter, the angel struck him on the side to awaken him and said, Quick, get up. And the chains fell off his wrists. Hmm. That had to amaze Peter at that point in time. Hmm. Just think about that. Those chains just fell off. And those guards didn't even know what was happening. Uh, let's go on. Then the angel told him, Get dressed and put on your sandals. And he did. Now put on your coat and follow me, the angel ordered. So Peter left the cell following the angel, but all the time he thought it was a vision. He didn't even really realize that this was happening to him. He's just thinking, he's in, in, you know, maybe he's dreaming because this is really what he's hoping would happen. But it was really happening to him. They passed the first and second guard posts, and they came to the iron gate leading to the city. And this gate opened for them all by itself. How did that gate open all by itself? I wonder if there was another angel that opened it. So they passed through, and they started walking down the street, and then the angel suddenly left him. Peter finally came to his senses and says, It's really true. He said, The Lord has sent this angel and saved me from Herod and from what the Jewish leaders had planned to do to me. Hmm, that's a good account. It's a miracle account that took place. These guards were oblivious to Peter's escape, and probably if they had caught Peter and known that he was trying to escape, it would have meant death for him. But then when he realized what was happening, he went home to the home of Mary. I'm sorry. He went to the home of Mary, the mother of John Mark. I'm on verse 12 now, where many were gathered for prayer. He knocked at the door in the gate, and the servant girl named Rhoda came to him to open it. When she recognized Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed that instead of opening the door, she ran back inside and told everyone, Peter's standing at the door. She didn't take time to open the door and let him in. She was just so excited to see him. She ran back and told everyone else. So there were three things weighing against Peter as he was in prison during this time. Number one... We know that King Herod was not on Peter's side. The unbelieving Jews were certainly not advocating for Peter. And we know that the devil or Satan and his demons were fighting against Peter. But here's the good news. There were three things that weighed in Peter's favor. One of them was at least one angel was there and probably more. There was a sovereign God that had a plan for Peter's life and knew what he had directed him to do. And another one, a third one, very important, he had a praying church. He had a praying church. 
The Holy Spirit arrives on the scene and Peter's miraculously released from prison. And the results were supernatural. And I want you to see why this happened. We see in verse 12 that when Peter actually realized he was free from prison, he went to the home of Mary and he found that many were gathered for prayer that night. That's what the scripture tells us. That's what they were doing. They were there praying and interceding for Peter. Thank God the church prayed because when Peter was released from prison, we see according to church history, Peter went on to preach the gospel. He established the church in Rome and many, many souls were saved because of Peter's ministry. If he'd have been put to death right there in, in that jail, then God would have had to find someone else to do Peter's job. And he had mandated Peter to do it. So thank God the church was praying. It was all possible because of a church willing to pray fervently and earnestly together. Miracles, signs, and wonders manifest when the church gathers together. And they pray to God, exalting his name, lifting up their situations, and asking God for his help. Well, as we kind of conclude tonight my little short teaching here, I just want to mention two things that can block our prayers and then I want to give you three awesome weapons that God has given us to help us have an effective prayer life. So what can block your prayers? Um, we could do a sermon series on that. There's many things we could list that block prayers. But I just want to give you two tonight that I think are kind of the major ones. An unanswered prayer is not the result of God's unwillingness to use his power but sometimes we as humans allow hindrances to come into our lives that will block answers to prayer. So I want to give you two of those tonight. Number one is the major one that you would probably already guess and that's doubt and unbelief. Doubt and unbelief are the biggest hindrances to our prayer life. Two of the greatest hindrances to the Christian's prayer life are doubt and unbelief. Doubt is the thief of God's blessings to his children. Just think about that. A thief comes into your life, it's, it's doubt. He's trying to rob you of what God wants in your life. Brother Hagin said, I hope I can get this, state this right, he said something to the effect, I'm paraphrasing it, that the sin that most Christians will be guilty of when they get to heaven someday and realize their time on earth was, is lack of faith, or you could say doubt and unbelief. That's the thing that's going to keep people from accomplishing what God had from, for their lives more than anything else. Doubt keeps us in a state of separation from Him. Some people doubt that God will perform His promises in response to their prayers. They pray the prayer, they have the head knowledge to do that and, and, and try, but they really don't believe. As a result, these people do not respond to God's written word. If we doubt the truth of the word, we have nothing to stand on. When doubt enters in, it stops God from moving because he's moved by faith. That's what moves God, is faith. That's what the word tells us. It's faith that moves God's hand. Unbelief is when a man does not believe what the Bible says. He may know what the Bible says and understand that God has given him a promise. He has the head knowledge and the understanding of it, but he chooses to believe 
what he can see and feel instead. So, and sometimes it's easier to believe what we see than the unseen. We have to stretch our faith to do that. But unbelief definitely hinders our prayer life. When we pray according to the will of God and we believe that we receive when we pray, we're praying in faith. We have to believe that we receive until the manifestation actually comes. We believe that we receive until the manifestation comes. That's a good one to write down if you, if you need to, to, to write something down tonight. That's how you pray in faith and allow God to act. And number two, a number two blockage to our prayers is unforgiveness. That's a hindrance to prayer that's found in Mark 11, 25 and 26. And it says, whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. Prayer will not work without forgiveness. Repeat that after me. Prayer will not work without forgiveness. It's vital. How many of you want God to forgive you of mistakes you've made in the past? I do. And so I certainly don't want my prayers hindered by carrying a grudge or being in unforgiveness against anyone. You only hurt yourself if you stay in unforgiveness. Make sure you have no unforgiveness, that you're holding no grudges as you enter into prayer. So those two things can block it. Like I said, I could give you a list of more, but I just wanted to, to give you two that I thought were really important. But now I want to kind of switch gears and give you some more exciting news. There's three mighty weapons that guarantee results when we pray. Three mighty weapons that guarantee results when we pray. Number one, the name of Jesus. Number two, the word of God. And number three, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And sometimes when we pray, we don't always feel like we're getting results. We can repeat the same prayer over and over and wonder why we do not get the results that we're hoping for. Days may pass, even months or years, and it still seems like nothing is happening at times. And that's why it's important to understand that we're engaged in a war. The Bible tells us in Ephesians 6.12 that we're fighting evil spirits. Ephesians 6.12 says, We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Well, we're fighting those demonic spirits. A lot of times the things that we think we're fighting another person it's really the fact that they're controlled by a demonic entity. We're not necessarily fighting against that person. It's just that they, they are being controlled by a demon that wants them to accomplish whatever it is the devil's trying to do. But the good news is we're not defenseless against that. We have to fight with every weapon of our disposal, and we have great power available to us because God's given us great weapons to use against the devil. Amen. In fact, God provided us with three awesome weapons that guarantee results. First of all, the name of Jesus. When we pray in the name of Jesus, we're identifying with the Son of God. That's an awesome thing. We're identifying with the Son of God. It's as if Jesus himself is praying with us or for us, alongside us. Jesus himself is the one praying. That sounds too good to be true. 
But Jesus told his disciples, you can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Jesus was giving his authority to his followers. And that includes you and me. That's the good news. Jesus told his disciples, I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Matthew 28, 18. Jesus is the Son of the Almighty God, and he has given his authority to us. So we need to pray in the name of Jesus. Remember, there's power in that name. The devil trembles when he hears the name Jesus. I, can, I remember stories of people woke up in their, their bedroom being attacked by the devil. And the only thing they could utter was the name of Jesus. That's the only thing they could get out of their mouth. They were so terrified with the presence that came into the room. But they were able to utter Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And that demonic entity had to flee. Amen. There's power in the name of Jesus. So number two is the word of God. The Bible is God's final word. It contains his promises and his insight to God's character. We can stand confidently on the Bible and rely on it, the word of God. As you pray, find promises from God's word and speak them out. Pray directly in line with God's word by quoting scripture. Tonight as we go into prayer, you'll hear our prayer team quote scripture in their prayers. I hope they do it tonight or I'm going to make, be made out a liar if they don't. So I hope you guys have some scripture in your prayers tonight when you pray. <laughs> we can trust that the word of God is truer than how we feel or what people around us say. The word of God is the truth. Doesn't matter what your next door neighbor says. Doesn't matter what your boss says doesn't even matter what your husband or wife says if they're going against the word of God. The word of God is the highest. It's the truth. Always stand on the word. It's the truth. We can trust that God will be faithful to uphold his word because he wrote in it. This, Proverbs 35, every word of God proves true. Proverbs 30, verse 5 says, every word of God proves true. You can never go wrong in praying the word of God over a situation. It will build your faith as you do it. And we know that faith comes by hearing, doesn't it? Yes. So the more you pray the word of God, the more you quote scripture, the more that increases the faith in your inner man, in your spiritual man. And then number three, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's our comforter, and he's also our helper. Romans 8.26 tells us, Likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. So when we pray in the Spirit, in tongues, the Holy Spirit helps us to pray as we're supposed to. The Holy Spirit knows more than we do. I'd rather have him praying through me than me trying to conjure up something. He knows the ins and the outs. He knows the beginning from the end. He has the answer. So when we pray in the Spirit or in tongues, the Holy Spirit helps us pray as we're supposed to pray. God knows the situation, and he helps you fight the battle that you may not even know you're fighting with your human eye. Amen. 
Sometimes we don't even realize what we're up against. And God knows. So we have mighty weapons at our disposal. And as we earnestly, constantly, steadfastly pray for breakthrough, we can be confident knowing that God's given us powerful weapons that are at our disposal to fight every scheme that the enemy would try and throw at us. And that's the good news. Amen? Amen. I'm going to have the prayer team come up here now, if you would. And uh, we're just going to stand, and we're going to agree together. And if you're watching online tonight, like I mentioned earlier, I want you to agree with us. If you can stand where you're at in your living room or your bedroom or wherever you may be in your home, stand up on your feet. Join us in prayer. Be active in prayer. Be confident in your prayers, achieving much and doing much. And be steadfast and earnest in your faith as you agree with us. And we believe that you're going to see miracles in your sphere of influence, just like we're seeing miracles right here in Omaha, Nebraska. Amen. Matt, why don't you come on up first, and uh, we'll get you a mic. Use the white one here. Just take it away. Yep. Okay. Here we go. So as you know, we've been starting with uh, the twenty-one or the twenty-one days of prayers and fasting for, and so that sheet that uh, Pastor Doug referenced. We're going to start off by covering media and OVTV. So I just want us to start praying in the Spirit. I'll open this up. And then I'm also going to pray out certain scriptures concerning those topics, concerning uh, media and OVTV. So Father, we thank you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for that name that's above every name. And in that name, Father God, every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. And so, Father, we come in that name, Father God, because we have been established in heavenly places, far above all principalities, powers, and rulers of darkness. And we are in you, Jesus, and you are in us. And so we thank you. We take our heavenly position tonight that as we speak and decree, Father, it shall be. We call those things that be not as though they are. And so, Father, we thank you for this time of prayer and fasting, Lord, that we are people that have set ourselves apart, consecrated ourselves unto you, God, that we be separate. We're separate from the world. We're consecrating ourselves unto you, Father, so that your kingdom can come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so, Father, we thank you, God, that you have called us in this day and this hour to establish your kingdom. And, Father, we thank you, Lord, that you've given us power and authority over your word. So as we speak and decree your word, we thank you that you watch over it to perform it, that the angels of the Most High, Father, they watch over it to perform it, that it does not return unto you void, but it accomplishes all that it's been sent forth to do. And so, Father, we thank you, Lord, that as we pray and intercede in the Spirit, it's by your Spirit, that we move the angels and we move the men, Father God. And so we loose, Father God, right now, warring angels, ministering angels, angels on assignment, guardian angels, we loose you right now to go forth and bring the will of God to pass. And so, Father, we thank you for that right now. And, Father, we now begin to pray in the Spirit and intercede, Father, over media and over OVTV, Father. We thank you, Lord, that there's supernatural favor over the media, Father, and those that watch. Father, we stand on the promise of Psalms 512 that says that you surround us, Lord, as a favor with shield, as a shield of favor, Father. And so, Father, we thank you, Lord, that even as it was preached, Father, of you of your goodness, God, that you are crowning 
crowning this year with your goodness. You're crowning the people that connect to OVTV with your favor. Father, we thank you also that it says, Father, in Luke 2.52, that Jesus increased in favor with God and with man. And so we thank you, Lord God, that OVTV, Father, has favor. And we speak to that and we decree and declare it, Lord. Father, we even speak over a new level. We speak over, Father, the daily decree. We speak over, Father, uh, game changes, Father God. We say that it operates in a spirit of excellence according to Daniel 6-2, Father. We say that the accuser cannot accuse them, Father. We silence the voice of the enemy right now in the name of Jesus, Father. We plead and apply his blood over those programs, Father. We decree and declare that they are done in excellence, Lord, as they are produced, Father. We say that they draw the masses, that you continue, Lord, to guide them and with your spirit. For your word says that your spirit brings them and leads them and guides them into all truth and brings them to remembrance the things that Jesus has said. And so we say with boldness, they're able to proclaim the gospel, God. And we say, Father, as, um, as the as OVTV continues to go forth, Father, with the programming, Father, and other programs being developed. Father, we call those things forth, Father. We say, Father, that the network continues to grow. And it's not only a Christian thing, Father, it's a world thing. And that it draws the people in. We even speak to secular media, Father, that OVTV, Father God, one voice, your voice, Father God, will go through the airways, Father. And so we take authority over the presence and power of the air. And we render him powerless in any against the things of the king and his kingdom and we thank you for it in Jesus name so we're gonna pray over tonight um, for this year of 2023 is 2023. Freedom that Christ set us free. Therefore, the Lord says, keep standing firm and do not be subject again to the yoke of slavery and oppression that has been removed from you. Father, we thank you for the victory. The victory, the freedom that we move in in the name of Jesus. Father, for the harsh season that we have went through, as we step in, Father, your word says in Psalms 18:5 that out of our distress we have called upon you, O Lord, and Lord, you have answered us and you have set us free in Jesus' name. Father, our nation is free. Our households are free. Our children are free. Our families are free. The bonds of wickedness have been broken in the name of Jesus. Every evil, every demonic spirit has been cast out in the name of Jesus. Freedom rings. Freedom rings in the nation. Freedom rings. We decree and we declare freedom. Freedom over our schools, over our families. Freedom over the Senate. Freedom over the House. Freedom over the White House in Jesus' name. As truth is broken out and it spreads across the land. Freedom in Jesus' mighty name.
we're gonna we're gonna keep praying the spirit for specifically gonna pray praying for our pastor tonight how many of you love your pastor in the house okay so i need you to lift up your voice let's begin to pray in the holy ghost all right pray in the holy ghost Let's pray the Holy Ghost. No weapon from against our pastors can prosper. No weapon from against their health can prosper. Lift up your voice. No sickness and disease is allowed in their homes. We prophesy Srawas Yen Yanda Yamahash Yamahash Opa Yegu Paradis Repatala Kosit Lingenokumakutarabas. In the name of Jesus, we release. 
the fire of the Holy Ghost into the altar that place that their name being pronounced for evil we release fire Yikabarabata Nandelevesetes we rebuke every witch every wizard every warlock every satanic of voodoo priest I cut their heads off in the name of Jesus I cut them off in the name of Jesus I say you will not touch the prophet of God you will not touch this house we decree superannus spiritual reinforcements in the realm of the spirit we decree uh, for the angels of fire to be released to protect our leaders homes their children this house their loved one we speak life over our power leaders tonight we speak life long life long life long life long life long life long life in the name of jesus in the name of jesus if you believe they begin to shout for jesus tonight hallelujah all right let's keep the momentum going i am going to pray over the families of loh and the staff you know we need to cover them in safety and protection we need to declare health over them so father we just as the word says in psalms father god that we declare that the families of this house and the staff father god are covered under the shadow of the almighty father we thank you that you've given us angels like it says in your words they protect us they guard us father god and if we, we should stumble up forward father god they are right there to pick us up we thank you lord that the families of this house and the staff we declare they have long life according to psalms 91 16 because that is our portion that is something that belongs to us because of the covenant we stand with our lord jesus christ because the word says that we are seated in heavenly places with christ jesus so i declare that the families of this house are protected they are blessed they are healthy father your word says father god that you even the israelites father god were in the desert and not one of them was feeble not one of them father god went sick or even father god lost the sandal we thank you father we walk in that Power, that supernatural power that health father God that only comes from heaven father I just want to declare that we are blessed upon measure we declare that staff father God has wisdom beyond the years according to Deuteronomy 28 father God that blessings shall overtake us father God because we know that the promise that when we ask our Heavenly Father is always yes and amen and we thank you that not only the staff is covered but every family represented here today because in this nation father god our families have been attacked father god and we need to bring that righteousness and truth back that wholesome back to our families so we thank you tonight we plead the blood of jesus like pastor Doug said there is no greater name 
than Jesus. So we apply the blood of Jesus. We declare that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And we thank you, Father, that even if one falls at one side, Father God, or even 10,000 come against us, it will not hurt us because we are above. We are not beneath. Father God, the devil is under our feet and that's where he will stay. And Father, we thank you according to 1 Peter 2.9. Father God, that we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Father, we walk in that dimension and that authority. I commission the angels of the Most High God to come and surround the families, surround the staff of this blessed church and even the ones watching online tonight. You are protected because you carry a crown and you have the garments of the priesthood and that scepter of righteousness and authority is upon you. So we declare that we are victorious in everything we do and we thank you, Father, that this is done in Jesus' name. Amen. Are you ready for the next 12 hours? Because to do it justice, that's how long it would take. But I want to get you a key. Because I was given the assignment to pray for the United States. So I'm going to give you a key to pray. Because what the Lord brought to mind was I pledge allegiance to the United. I pledge allegiance to the United States of America and to the Republic upon which it stands one one, one nation. Now, I'm not skipping this, but hear me out. Indivisible, undivided, unseparable. With liberty and justice for all. Now the reality of this comes because of what we left out. And it is your job and my job to pray the kingdom of God into this atmosphere and put this nation under God. So when you see that flag, I want you to think under God. United. One. Indivisible. Liberty and justice. And that's what we will bring. 
to those who will be free in God liberty to those who will not justice to a pagan world that has tried to unite us under immorality injustice deception immorality and lies we will bring them to justice under God are you ready we break the assignment of the darkness that is trying to say we are divided and separated that we must unite around lust and greed and selfishness pride and immorality no we come under god under you our father in the name of jesus and we declare we put our nation under your feet as it is under our feet and we declare the enemies of you are our enemies and we put them under our feet your feet and we believe and we speak unity oneness indivisible with liberty and justice even now even now Walls are falling. Barriers are being broken. Down. 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 Down comes the darkness. Up comes the light. Justice reigns. Sorry. Under under God. Amen. Hallelujah. We made an impact tonight, I believe. And thank you, online audience, for joining us tonight, too. And with your prayer of agreement, we're seeing miracles, signs, and wonders. 
And I just believe that as each of us goes out from here, wherever you may be, or if you're in this area, and you have God with you, Amen. and you encounter those that are in your sphere of influence, you're going to have an impact. You're bringing light to them. You're bringing truth to them. It's not just for us. It's for all the world. So don't forget, you're an ambassador for Christ as you leave this place tonight. And God has divine appointments for each of us. He's setting them up. You just have to be able to flow. When you get up tomorrow morning, say, God, order my steps. Help me to encounter those that need a touch from you. Help me to be bold to speak for you. Give me the unction. Give me the words. And he'll do it. We just have to be a tool in his hand, don't we? And reach him for, for, for Christ. Bring him into church. Bring him in. There's hungry people out there that need a touch. They need encouragement. And I just felt like I needed to say that. It's, it's important for us not to forget that mission that we have to reach people. God's put you in a place that I can't go, that Pastor Hank can't go. He's given you areas of influence and contacts. You know, someone that does your hair isn't the same person that cuts my hair. The post office that you go to is probably not the one that I go to, even though I don't go to the post office that often. The library that I go to read books is not the same library that you probably go to. How many of you go to the library anymore? Not too many people do that even anymore. <laughs> the auto mechanic that you go to. The grocery store clerk. You know, God can put you in line to buy your groceries right next to someone that needs Jesus or is hurting. And you just have to be bold enough to say, may I pray for you? Most people don't deny that or, or, or won't get upset at that. They'll eagerly receive that and it can build that, that relationship. So I just felt compelled to say that tonight. It doesn't really flow with maybe what we're doing, but it does in another way. Amen. Thank you for coming tonight. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. Don't forget, Sunday morning, we'll be right back here, 9 o'clock and 11.30, and uh, have a wonderful evening. God bless you. Thank you for coming. <laughs>